following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome into Reaction Monday of Main Street Sports today on the program. We've got a lot to react to of the NCAA tournament. The hashtag Road to Omaha, Chris Lee, Southeastern14.com will join us to talk about that coming up in just a little bit. We'll dive into the SEC teams. A lot of action today as we go through the show, our daily Braves segment. And in the second half, excited to have newly minted Women's basketball coach at Trevecca and former Vanderbilt All-American. That's right. Karen Booker will be joining us as well. So plenty to get to. It is Reaction Monday. And here to react to it all, the Hall of Famer Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Hey, welcome in. It is a Reaction Monday edition. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint is glad to be with you back after a... An eventful weekend, no, no doubt there. An eventful weekend, but man, what a weekend it was! And glad to have you guys with us, Mo. What's going on? How are you? I haven't asked you in a while. Sore, sore. What'd you do to be okay? Hold on. All right, story time. What's up? No, I just umpired. Umpiring. Oh, okay. Okay. And and I'm not used to umpiring on Sundays. I've been umpiring mm. on Saturdays Give yourself and I'm a usually rest. over it by today. <laughs> uh, that was not the case. I only did two games. Still. But one behind the plate, 12U. Oh, which means you got to really got to get down yeah. there. Yeah. So. A, lot, a lot of leg work out there, huh? Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's... yeah, it was yes, yesterday was definitely leg day. <laughs> <laughs> it's never easy that that particular part of it for sure. I the At first it was the early game, though. Hey, well, and it didn't involve grassland, did it? No, no, no grassland, no grassland. Yeah, but, we didn't uh, get the, uh, the the little bat signal to show up if that was going to happen. So yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, all was good, all was good. But um, you know, after you do the play for that first game, and then you're working two man crew, then that second game you're you know straddling the first baseline, but then you're sprinting into the middle of the infield on hits. I, I wouldn't know. I've not worked a two-man umpiring crew in three years. What have you been doing? You worked by yourself? All by myself for the last three years. Oh, yeah, exactly. All by myself. It's not been fun. Wow. Yeah. It, what are they doing that at? <laughs> everywhere in Williamson County for softball. Wow. So it is what so it is. So you call from behind. You call from behind the mound. No, I call from behind the plate. And Ooh. do my best on on, on plays at second. Plays huh? at second. <laughs> in ten uh, in ten you softball, it's very rare that there's a play at second. What do you do? You flip you you Pretty flip much. your clicker. <laughs> you just you, you go with it. Whatever whatever you say, everybody just goes with it. So <laughs> that's thank God. funny. That's funny. Uh, what a show we have. JP told you about all of it. So let's uh let's send it back to JP real quick and give you. Um, the weekend's results and today's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. The Monday rundown is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, providing a Christ centered college prep education at an affordable cost. Call 931 388 5731 or visit zioneagles.org to schedule an appointment for a tour today. All right, here we go. Over the weekend, we had Major League Baseball, and believe it or not, the first sweep of the season for the Braves 3 1 and 10, 6 2 and 11, and 8 7 on Sunday. And nine. And uh, nine. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. get a, lot, a lot of innings. So the Braves uh, sweep the Rockies. And um, I think was instrumental in the attire for one Mo Patton today. Yeah, hey, inspired. I love it. Got to get it in when you can. That's right. That's right. Um, so the streak has begun. All right. Uh, sounds were in action uh, in Durham. They did pick up a win on Friday after we talked with Jeff Him, but Saturday and Sunday not so much as Durham wins that series, the first lost series of the season um, for the Sounds. 
at a hot Durham Bulls team. All right, NHL over the weekend, the Rangers and the uh, defeated the Lightning in Game Three of their best of seven Eastern Conference Finals, and then the Lightning returned the favor three two in Game Four. Uh, in the Western Conference Finals over the weekend, the Avs, 4-2 winners over the Oilers. And the Warriors got back at the Celtics uh, last night with an easy 107-88 win. That series tied at one game apiece, heads back to Beantown on Wednesday night for Game 3. Big weekend in college baseball. Man, was it fun, and it's still going on now. But uh, over the weekend, the Corvallis region, it was Vanderbilt falling to San Diego in their first game, 3-2, went into the loser's bracket. And then took care of business to this point. 21-1 over New Mexico State, 14-4 over San Diego, and then last night, 8-1 over Oregon State. Tennessee uh, was able to win out. Uh, It was interesting. Had a late rally last night against Georgia Tech, but they do get uh, the win and the region championship. Move on to the Super Regionals. Well, they will face Notre Dame coming up this weekend. Women's College World Series. UCLA, 6-1 winners over Northwestern. Arizona defeated Oregon State, 3-1. Oklahoma over Texas, 7-2. And then 2-0 over Florida. UCLA defeated Florida, 8-0. Texas, 5-2 winners over Arizona. UCLA, 7-3 over Oklahoma. So, Chris, we're in the semifinals tonight. Is that correct? Yeah, it is correct. Today, this evening. Today, yep. um, UCLA and Oklahoma are playing now. They yep. will play an if necessary game oh, right now. UCLA won that game? They just won 7-3. to three. Okay. okay, and then the late game is what? There's Oklahoma a 6 State o'clock Oklahoma State-Texas. State, yep. All right. And Oklahoma State has to lose twice. That's correct. Okay. okay. So Absolutely. you could have an all-Oklahoma mm. championship series, not champ series, in Oklahoma City. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. No, it would. Uh, standing room only, as it probably already is. Um, today's schedule, uh, Vanderbilt in a winner-take-all in the Corvallis region, Oregon State, 3 p.m. Central. It's on the SEC Network. Uh, as we just mentioned, uh, UCLA just defeated Oklahoma. That started earlier, so tonight, uh, Oklahoma State and Texas, 6 p.m. That's on ESPN, and then, as you mentioned, if necessary, to follow. Uh, NHL tonight to Western Conference Finals, uh, Game 4. Avs at the Oilers, 7 p.m. TNT. Colorado can sweep out. They lead that series. Three to to nothing. That's right. And that is your Monday Rundown brought to you by Zion Christian. Top story today, the opening kickoff. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the show, but I do want to mention it. The 2023 Hall of Fame ballot for the College Football Hall of Fame has been announced. There are 80 FBS players, nine FBS slash FCS coaches. Some of them coached in both. Um, and a bunch. Oh, you could have kept that going. A uh, 96 divisional players and 33 divisional coaches and you still only get to pick two coaches from the even the divisional so that's that's certainly interesting um think about this mo a couple of mtsu folks that uh, you probably remember joe campbell on the list friend of the show joe Campbell. yeah as a matter of fact and don griffin who played safety in 82 to 85. John and I were at MTSU at the same time, went on to a um, career primarily with the 49ers. And Charlie Murphy, or Charles Murphy. <laughs> Sorry, wrong. <laughs> no, not Charlie. <laughs> I think I killed Mo. <laughs> He's dead. Charlie Happy Murphy. Monday. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> That's Coach Murphy for whom... Murphy Center is named, actually. Oh, oh okay. So not, gotcha. No, 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 not, not the late. Well, yeah, but no. Uh, <laughs> Charles Murphy, is his 704 winning percentage uh, is on the list. So if I had a vote. Bubber, B-U-B-B-E-R, Murphy. Um, Western Kentucky has a coach on here, too, Jim Fay. 
or Fix Fay Fay. I assume it's Fay F E I X. And that's why we love college sports. Mo's like, heck, if I know. Or care. Well, he's got, he, you know, his winning percentage was only 649. So, so there you go. He's out. <laughs> We're going to talk about this later because there are a lot of really impressive names on the FBS list and the FCS and the divisional list. So we'll talk about uh, who we think maybe should get in. And we'll talk to Chris Lee from southeastern14.com when we come back because. Vanderbilt's playing at 3 o'clock. The SEC's got uh, five teams. Well, technically, to answer your question from earlier, Mo, the, the answer is Auburn because they're in like the eighth inning and they just got a win and they're up by nine. So <laughs> but there we'll, you go. we'll talk about the teams who have the best chance to get through to the Supers and all that. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow alongside Mo Patton. JP Plant pushing all the buttons. Man, what a what a weekend it was in college baseball. I, I'll tell you. Did you see my my memory that I posted today? <laughs> Twenty to twelve, and like ten years ago, I'm like, well, I guess the more things change, the more they say the same. Offense galore in college baseball all weekend and. Yeah, all weekend, because, I mean, I noticed it yesterday, and I thought, okay, it's just maybe pitching getting thin at the back end of these regionals. But, I mean, Vanderbilt scores 20-something on the second day. I think there were some 20 spots hung on Friday, so it wasn't just thin pitching. Yeah, no, it was was all weekend long Mm -hmm. and crazy, crazy as it was. But we're going to talk a little bit about it. Um, as we are joined by Southeastern 14's Chris Lee. Chris, welcome in. Thanks for taking some time with us. How are you? Hey, uh, good afternoon. It is a, a fun time of the year. I'm, I'm sitting here in my bonus room with 
two big screens of baseball coming on and watching scoreboards and everything. And it, it's that time of the year where there's a lot to keep up. And, man, this, this NCAA tournament so far, if it's been anything, it has been eventful. Man, it feels like this time of year, this weekend is crazier than the NCAA basketball tournament to me. Oh, I, I, I think you're right. Um, and it's the, you know what it is in the NCAA tournament in, in basketball, like at some point, if a team is, is winning by 20 and there's five minutes left, you know, the game is over, especially if the, if the better team is winning. Um, that, that's not the case in baseball this year. No lead seems to be safe. And I'll, I'll give you a, a poor example, uh, you know, close to home. I'm watching Vandy last night, they got, what, a, an 8-1 to one lead, although I think, to be fair, three of those came in the bottom of the sixth when they had Thomas Schultz hot. And I'm thinking, okay, if they hang on and win this one, they got to win tomorrow, and he hadn't thrown Schultz yet. He can give you 50 pitches and maybe use him to start a game because he hasn't done that yet. <laughs> you know, and then they throw him in the game in an 8-1 lead, and, and fans are going, well, wait a minute. Um, are you sure you wanted to do that? You had this guy and that guy. But you can understand it at the same time because you watch Oklahoma State yesterday, <laughs> which is now 12 nothing. In the third, and wins the game by 14 runs. And, you know, what, what you think is unlikely, uh, we've seen crazier things than, than that this year. And it, it just is I, – I, I don't know what else to say other than I've never seen anything like what we are seeing this weekend and, and, and this week as we get into Monday. Is, is that a parody thing, Chris, or what is that? I mean, again, like you said, there's a, a – what 27 27 run swing and that's not a series that's a game well that that has been the topic of conversation you know you hear the the guys on on squeeze play which by the way if, if you're not watching squeeze play what are you doing that that's terrific i'm, I'm sitting here watching it right now and you're you know, i'm watching three games at once on the same screen and you know you can follow everything at once chris burke and those guys in the studio are doing a tremendous job I, I think it's a bunch of things, and, and excuse me, because this is going to take a couple minutes. Um, I, I think, first of all, the, the bats are, even even when they're legal, it, it's gotten to the point, and, and, and I know that the, the balls have been subject to, to a lot of discussion. I've not heard anybody prove anything about the balls. That, that's something that people have grabbed onto, uh, and, and maybe there's something there. I don't know. Uh, you know, the home runs are flying out at a record number. Runs are being scored at a record number. I know the bats. I've been told, um, e even when they're in the legal limits, and you assume a team is going to keep their close to specs because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to have a bat that's not close to specs because then you're, you're losing a competitive advantage to a guy in the other dugout who's going to keep them on the borderline. Um, but you've got that first of all. I think even the legal bats, um, you know, you're seeing balls hit so, hard that, that you're wondering, okay, do those need to be brought down a notch or two? I, I wrote an article back about two months ago, um, made some enemies with it probably, but uh, I, I've established after talking to the NCA that it, it's too easy to cheat. Everybody's on the honor system. I, I think I'm not accusing anybody directly of it, any player, any team. I think it's going on. I, that, the whispering of that has been going on since March, since before it became public. Um, you can look out on the internet. You can find companies that, that will tamper with bats and advertise their services as making them undetectable. There's a lot of companies. I don't think those companies are in business because they're not doing business. So the question is, who are they doing it with? Is it, is it Little League? Is it college? Is it high school? Is it all of it? I, I think right now, given the, the penalties for cheating, I, I think that there's uh, that's going on somewhere. Um, I, I think you have pitching us down. You've had some of the best arms in the country have been hurt. You've got a lot of 23, 24-year-olds um, playing more than ever due to the COVID thing. I, I don't know that it's just one thing, but I think it's a lot of things. And I'll just tell you this. I don't have any information on this, but I would be very surprised if there's not a very long meeting of the minds of the NCAA in the offseason with the rules committee and the people that control the specs about the bats because I, I just think that it's, it's too easy 
the, the bats to me seem too hot. And, and I, I don't know how you pitch anymore in college baseball. Um, if you throw a strike and catch too much play, you make a good pitch and it gets hit out of the park. Heck, sometimes it gets hit out of the park the other way. Um, I just don't think that's how baseball was meant to be played. And I'm going to be very interested to see what happens with the bats because I think use the word parity. I think the bats and the offensive conditions have brought a lot of things to the middle here. And I, and I wonder, Chris, because the way – TD Waterhouse or, or whatever, whatever the facility is in Omaha now, the way it has played, it has kind of has taken the home run out of play. What are your expectations once we get back there here in about another week or so? Well, it, it has at times. Um, you know, I remember 2014, that what there were two or three balls hit out the whole tournament. Um but, you know, last year I remember some of the first games, balls were getting out there um, more than had been before. Um, I, it's going to bring home runs down some, but, I mean, you saw the same thing in Hoover, right? For a couple of days there's not a lot of run score, and then they get deeper into the weekend and pitching gets depleted and balls start flying out in what is, a, you know, considered a, a pitcher's park. I, I, I don't think it's 2014 levels where you're not going to see home runs. But, but I do think we saw maybe more balls get out last year than, than you would have thought going in. Um, is it going to bring some stuff back to the middle? Sure. It's not going to play like Lindsey Nelson Field or Lindsey Nelson Stadium, uh, you know, or, or Georgia or some of these other small ballparks you see in the SEC. But, but I don't think it's what it was. And I think that's going to be very interesting. I do think it's going to take some of the cheaper home runs away. But, you know, to go there thinking you're going to see whole games without a home run, um, you know, that, that I don't know how realistic that's going to be this year. And, you know, as you, as you say that, and obviously Tennessee being the number one seed, uh, a lot of folks talk about how they rely too much on the home run ball, but obviously Hoover, a much bigger ballpark, much like uh, TD Ameritrade gives that uh, they went down there and won a tournament with, a lot of really good baseball teams in it. So uh, no excuse for this Tennessee team if uh, if they can't get it done in Omaha. Well, look, I think sometimes what makes a team really impressive is not when it's clicking on all cylinders uh-huh. and everything's going well. But, like, what happens if you take away some of the things that they do really well? Then, then what? And you look at Tennessee this weekend – yeah, the, the, the Campbell game, it won on home runs. It got five of them. I think most of those were later in the ball game. They win the game on the long ball. I, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they hit one against Georgia Tech, though. But what they did is, is one of the other things they do is they string together base hits. They have tough at-bats. They make competitive swings. They'll hit the ball the other way. They take a lot of walks. I mean, say what about the home runs you want. They're impressed. Their approach at the plate is really impressive. And I would rather pitch to a lineup, uh, and I don't mean to single a team out, but like, say Vanderbilt. For most of the year, you had to worry about Bradfield, Keegan, and Jones, and, and those guys are just holy terrorists to pitch to. But then you get six, seven, eight, nine, and, and it's, you know, ground out, strike out, ground out, strike out. Um, and that was Vanderbilt's problem most of the year. You get to Tennessee. There's no spot in the lineup where those guys don't hit. Um, and that's just tough to pitch to with your ace. It's really tough to pitch to because your bullpen gets depleted. That, that's number one. Number two, I thought the most impressive thing about them this year was their pitching. Um, and, and I think you look at their starting rotation, it was probably the best in the country. Well, let's look at what happened to them this weekend, okay? Dolander pitch, I think he's the most talented, healthy arm in the conference right now. He didn't pitch well. Um, Beam has not pitched well lately, didn't pitch well again. They brought Burns out of the bullpen. He didn't have any control of his pitches. He didn't pitch well. He threw an inning. Well, what happened? Blade Tidwell has come back, and he started pitching like an ace again, although it was Alabama State, so um, let, let's not go crazy with it, but we know what that kid can do. You, you took away from them three guys who were in their rotation all year. None of them pitched well this weekend. And the reason they won that series is they went to the bullpen. Kirby Cannell was really good. Will Mabry was even better. And, and I could argue that I, I don't know that they used McLaughlin all weekend. 
Um, I don't know that they secrets all weekend. I'd have to look it up. The point is, if it was, if those guys had failed, they probably had another guy waiting in the wings that could have gotten the job done. I just think that's what makes them awfully tough. If you saw them win games in that regional, um, against teams that have really hit the ball, and they did it with their main arms not being good, and I just think that's what makes them so impressive. That's it. I, we talked about it with Joe Rexford on Friday, Mo, how this team really hadn't seen a whole lot of adversity, and what would they do in the face of it? Well, we found out last night exactly what Tennessee would do in the face of adversity, and that's take it head on, uh, even as the away team. And we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we will. Chris Lee with Southeastern four, uh, 14 with us here on Main Street Sports today. Chris, as you mentioned at the top, um, Vanderbilt getting ready for an all-or-nothing game out in Corvallis against the host Oregon State Beavers. And, again, I assume Oregon State will be the home team. I don't know. They will be today, yes. But they um, were not last yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. What What are your thoughts about this one, Chris? I mean, they battled back from a opening round loss to San Diego all the way back to force the if-necessary game. And, you know, I know that there are no um, – moral victories for this program at this point. But, uh, you know, Oregon State's pitching's got to be a little bit depleted. Same for Vanderbilt. You know, what do, what do you think of the Commodores' chances here in about 30 minutes or so? I think Vandy's got enough arms left to win. They're going to start little today. He threw 33 pitches on Friday. Now, his starts have not gone well. But he is an exceptionally talented pitcher. There aren't five arms in the country more talented than him. He's still young. One day it's going to click. Maybe it's today, maybe it's next year, I don't know. But if, if the story coming out of this is Kristen Little gives them six or seven innings and, and they pull the upset today, I'm, I'm not shocked. Um, we talked about Tennessee starting pitching and how it did not perform this week. And look across the country. I, I'm not sure many people did. You had a guy at a lot of teams that in a spot, um, you know, what happened at A&M with um, Micah Dallas. Um, you know, I talked about Blade Tidwell, New Mexico State guys. I mean, you had it in spot. But, you know, Vanderbilt just got killed down the stretch in games. You know, they had that awful stretch, losing five to six, going to the tournament. And then you get to this thing, and, and, and let, let's be fair here, uh, to compare apples to, to oranges and, and such, you know, I, I, that park out at Oregon State is it, – it, the dimensions aren't huge. But it's damp air. The ball didn't always carry out there. And I, I do think that helped Vanderbilt some in his environment. It didn't get out as quickly there as it did in other parts. But, I, and I haven't fact-checked this, but I, I'm about 100% sure this is correct. Vanderbilt had four starters in this regional that went six innings or more. I, I don't know that you had any of the team that, that had a starter that went, had more than two starters that went six innings. Th- that is incredibly valuable in this environment. They didn't all pitch great, but they all pitched well enough. Again, you know, runs are being scored like crazy all over the country. Being able to do that, being able to save Schultz still last night with a seven-run lead against a team that walks a lot. You saw a guy that's got really good control. What their pitching staff has done, and, and, and their lineup, my goodness, literally eight of their nine guys are hitting right now. The only guy who is not hitting is Dave Diaz, but he's given him pretty decent defense. Uh, they're playing their best ball of the season today. I, I, I'm, I'm not predicting they win. Uh, my, my guess is that water rises back to its level, and, and Oregon State is a three seed uh, and, and playing at home, and the sort of certainly a program knows how to win. Um, my, my guess is Oregon State wins today, but but if Andy wins, I'm not at all surprised because of the way they have hit and the way they have hit. And, and having a kid like Little Fresh for today, they got Bryce Cunningham available. Um, Carter Holson can maybe give them an inning, I'm sure. Uh, I, I think they've got enough arms to do it today. I don't know if they do, but I think they've got enough. Chris Lee Southeastern 14 joining us here on Main Street Sports today, and we would be, be remiss if we didn't ask. Um, what were your thoughts about the reports regarding um, Kumar Rocker this weekend? I, I saw that he threw and threw pretty Okay, I don't, I don't think his line was great. You may have it in front of me and can tell me. Um, I, I would have liked to have known, and, and I haven't read up on. I think I just saw the box score. Um, 
I would have liked to know what the composition of pitches were. Um, it's like spring training, right? When, you know, a, a, a Greg Maddox or a Hall of Famer goes out there and gives up seven runs in three innings, and, you know, you don't panic sometimes because, you know, he's working on a pitch or it's early. Uh, it's hard for me to make a judgment on that without seeing it. Um, you know, he's been guilty of kind of being a, a fastball slider guy. Um, the, the command has been an issue. I, I think I really would have liked to have seen the start to see what pitches he was working on. Uh, how he commanded his stuff was and everything to, to make a judgment. But I'll say this, it, it's good to see him pitching again. Um, I always thought the reports of, of the arm issues based on what I'd heard were overblown. Uh, hopefully maybe some of that puts it to rest because I, I thought the kid, he's had a tough year and he, he deserved better than what the Mets gave him. Through three plus or innings, maybe. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> give him, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. It looks like four, according to the CBS report. No, three. Um, I'm looking at an AP article. Okay. says he threw three-plus innings, struck out six no walks, three hits, two earned runs. On a home run. Yeah, 60 yeah. pitches, 43 for strikes. Yeah, that home run was the last batter he faced. Um, Sat 95 to 97 and touched 99 with his fastball. And it, appear, it appears, yeah. Chris, that is it's fastball slider, and the slider was in the mid-'80s. So. Yeah, the, the 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 thing that jumped off the page there was the the ratio of balls to strike. That's fantastic. Um, that's what you need with him. If if he does that, even if the changeup or or the third pitch or whatever he needs isn't there, I think that's enough for him to be effective at least to pitch in a big league bullpen for now. Because you you've seen how elite the stuff has been on a good day. That that's really good to hear. That, that apparently he had his control. Pitching for Pete Encavilia. With the Tri City Valley Cats Ah, in Troy, New York. I would have been like, you could have gave me a hundred guesses. I'd have never got Valley Cats. No, 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 no. (laughs) Chris Lee, Southeastern 14, joining us here on Main Street Sports today. Chris, as always, really appreciate your insight. And I'll talk to you later, but glad to know that you are recovering. So, and we'll leave that there. Yeah. Thank you for having me, and, and it's always a pleasure. And boy, there's a there's a fun day of baseball ahead. Absolutely, enjoy it. Hey, when we come back here on Main Street Sports today, we've got one, two, three, four, five Southeastern Conference teams trying to advance to Super Regionals through the if necessary games. So um, come back with us, and we're we'll- in the if necessary one suspended again. Auburn. Is, is has all but won the game. I don't even know why they're playing the dang thing. But well, because you have to play nine innings. Well, I guess. And apparently, yeah. no lead is safe in the NCAA tournament this year. So there you go. Awesome. Um, come back with us here on Main Street Sports today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931 388 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. 
Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. That reminds me of Lowrider. Lowrider. Hey, have you seen the... Um, video of the the final dance scene in um dirty dancing with the theme from the muppet show dubbed over (laughs) no but that would be phenomenal that would be worth searching out that sounds incredible it really really does Oh, that's great. I have to, we'll have to look that up for sure. It that'll, won't that'll take be, long to find. That'll be halftime <laughs> sometime this week for sure. All right, look, we're going to keep talking college baseball here. As Mo said, five teams looking for a chance uh, at a super regional berth. Currently, uh, Auburn and UCLA are suspended. I think they're going to play. The final game tonight. Uh, I'm not sure that they said they were going to announce a time, but I, I never saw a time announced, so I have no idea what time they're going to play. But they but they are suspended currently. Auburn has to lose twice. They're currently winning nine to nothing. So that game that game has not restarted yet. Has today? not. No. Oh wow. For whatever reason. Um, Florida currently top of the seventh ahead of Oklahoma two to one. And that's a that's a winner take all. Right? That is also a winner take all. And uh, they are so, in a lightning delay, by the way. Oh, of course they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, they are in a lightning delay. 2-1, their score there. Vanderbilt on the road, as we just talked about, against Oregon State. Ole Miss on the road at Arizona. LSU is – this is confusing. LSU, LSU is playing Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. And right? they have – and they already lost one I, – I, Hattiesburg is the one seed. Um, I think right. they were undefeated. That's a winner-take-all, I believe, because LSU forced the if-necessary game yesterday, I do believe. Gotcha. That's so, yeah, correct. they both have one loss. Yeah. Um, and the other team is Arkansas, who had to lose twice and did lose once <laughs> last night. So now, who, who are they playing? They, oh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. They are, they are also on the road. So – and that was that's a wild right. game last night. Wild game. <laughs> yeah, it was. But uh, so so that's where we're sitting currently. And Mo, you, you'd ask the question off the air: who who which of these SEC teams has the best chance of of getting through? Obviously, Auburn has the best chance because they just got to get through a couple innings. Um, Florida has to get through a couple of innings. Well, a few, three innings, and they are ahead two to one. But of the other three, I think that is a is an interesting question because again, they're all on the road. And I, I I'm the least surprised that Arkansas is in this position. Right. I am far more surprised that Ole Miss has still got to get beat twice. They've not lost. Yeah, and and Ole Miss, I believe, was one of the last four in. Right. I mean, you're period. So, and so for is, them to still be playing on Monday, and this is uh, you know down in Coral Gables where a lot of folks had Miami penciled into the World Series because they you know they were one of the last uh, national seeds. I think uh, they were number six. Well, yes, but um, they they were there were some. Arkansas was in there and LSU was in there for to get a uh a, a host bid a host bid and their SEC tournament coupled with Miami's ACC tournament uh left the Hurricanes in a good spot and now they're gone. It's it, it's hard to win in college baseball. It is. In tournament play. 
It because is. you've got to have so many arms. And so, the, you know, honestly, I think I think I'm really curious to see where LSU and Arkansas go today. I think Ole Miss. I, I just can't see them losing twice. I. But I, I'm I'm really interested because I think Arkansas is probably the best of those three teams. Yeah. I, again, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I just wonder if. I wonder how Oregon State bounces back from an 8-1 loss last night. And again, the arms. I mean, you, you've got to have some arms to go this deep in a tournament like this. And as Chris Lee was saying, you feel like Vanderbilt does. I don't know if Oregon State does or not. And so. They should have been the number one seed, don't you know? Well, until they lost like. 80% this, of their games in the final two weeks. This, this this tournament format really tests you from a pitching standpoint, probably probably even more so the next weekend, the Super Regionals, because that's just a best-of-three situation. Everybody's been playing three-game series throughout the regular season. They're built for that. They know how to handle that. This weekend that we are currently finishing up now is just so – out of the ordinary for all these teams. I mean, you know what's coming, but dealing so, with it is the thing. So I'm, I'm probably going to make some folks out there mad. Some no, folks are going to agree with not me. you. Some <laughs> folks are going to agree with me. But, but this four, four team set double elim situation is the exact same thing that the TWSWA does for its state tournament. These teams go out and get enough pitchers and can't make it through. And we're asking <laughs> single-A high school teams to do it. <laughs> I'm just saying that seems a little weird. Maybe we should rethink that. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway. But, but we've been doing it. I, I mean, I don't know how, how, how else would you do it. Anyway, but that. And the, <laughs> just literally 64 teams, football style, three-game series in five rounds, and let's go. That's the way I would do it. But my point is that if college teams, I mean, these college teams are struggling right now to get enough arms to, to play in seven games, potentially. I, I see what you're saying. I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying. My thing is, what would you do? I just told you. What? 64 teams, three-game series in five. In five. 64 teams. Right, talking college now, right? I'm talking. No, it's I'm talking, talking high school. school. High school. It, it's the football bracket. It's the football bracket. You've got five rounds, three game series, and all five rounds, and be done. Do you have enough time? In sure. The calendar to to make that work. Alabama does. They do it every year, and they and they end and they end two weeks before uh, Tennessee does. Of course, they start two weeks before too because it's a little warmer down there. <laughs> but that's. I, that's the way I would do it just because, I mean, Class A teams, I'm just saying, is they it just probably got three arms Every tops. weekend, Chris, is that how they do it? Yes. Just weekends, Friday, Saturday, yep. and Sunday if, if need be? Correct. So and you're going to end your regular season six weeks before the season ends? No. Yeah. Not necessarily. If, if you're going to do it one weekend per round. No, because you don't. You no longer have sectionals. You no longer have dis, uh, regionals. You just have district tournaments to get you to the sixty-four. So the same week the region starts would be the same week that the uh, that the state tournament would start. I'm not necessarily following you, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, that's that's a that's a whole other subject. I'm just yeah. saying. My point is that college teams are struggling with arms at this point and it's it's obvious as you said i mean we're, we we got teams scoring what, what did they say vanderbilt scored in 24 hours was it like 44 40, runs? 43 three yeah 43. it was a bunch yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a lot of runs so and they're I, not alone i mean there was a you no. know, Oklahoma state missouri state was 29 to 14 the final in nine innings <laughs> i don't know how you watch can. that it was a five-plus-hour game. It's it's hard I to get to have. that point. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, and unless you're in unless you're invested in one of those teams, and more than likely Oklahoma State, because if you were invested in Missouri State, you probably turned it off too. Um, That's that. That's a tough watch. It really is. So, yeah. Um, But hey, Tennessee has punched a ticket. Texas A&M ticket punched. How about Texas A&M and? Aggies coach Jim Schlossnagel defeating his former team yeah. in the finals of that region. Yeah, and and TCU having been the home team in that, uh, considering. Oops. So Oops. Let, let's get into that. Because, JP, yep. we had this conversation last night Mm-mm. briefly. <laughs> and I have – why, why on earth, if you are the seeded team – are you not the home team? It's a very valid question. I think it's something that's raised every year. And I tried for at least the last hour I was watching last night to find some definitive answer to that question. What is the rule? How is the home team determined in regional finals? Because when you look at it, you can't determine. What I thought it was as we were having our conversation was that the tops, the host – is the home team in the first game, and then winning into the second, they're the home team. And then if they get to the finals, then if they're undefeated, the team coming out of the loser's bracket gets to be the home team for that first game. If they need the final game seven of that regional series, then the home the host team gets to be home team in that elimination game. Uh, but that's not necessarily the case because Arkansas last night, who was undefeated, uh, going, and I, I thought it was the undefeated team in the region finals that was the visitors. But Arkansas was the undefeated team, and they were the home team on Oklahoma State's field. So and Oklahoma this State is... came out of the loser's bracket, and they were the visitors. And and So I couldn't find a rhyme or reason. Um, and there's no reason for it to be this hard for the normal fan to understand. It the, may be the... a coin flip. It, it I don't know what it is, but well, because LSU was the home team against Southern Miss mm-hmm. in round two, where Southern Miss was the home team or was, I, was playing host, in Hattiesburg, the host team, right? And I LSU think after yeah, I was just gonna say I, I I did see some literature that mentioned about the you know the first games one versus four, two versus three, the higher seed is the home team. Mm-hmm. I think after that, I it's think a it's flip. a coin flip. And if you get to a third game, then, you know, you just swap whatever the first two were, you know, uh, swap back. But I, it, that's the only thing that makes any sense to me is that it's a coin flip. I have a solution. Higher seed hosts. Not all the time. <laughs> Here's why. Now, th- and this is the only way that I would be okay with the higher seed not being the home team. They lose. So. Say Tennessee was the home team last night and they had lost. Then Georgia Tech, having beaten the home team and the higher seed, has earned the right to be the home team. In that elim- that final elimination. In that final game. If because being the one seed or being the seed at all, you have earned the right to be the home team or to choose home or away. That's up, that's up to you. You can choose if you want to be the away team, that's up to you. Um, but you have earned the right to choose. If you get beat, then you've lost that. And right. you've lost the right to choose against that team. I think that's a theory. I, I'll I'll give you that. But I'm also thinking that if you are the seeded team in a winner take all situation, you kind of deserve. You have earned over the long season and you've earned from the selection committee that seed and and i think that there should be some advantages that go with that and i I don't think they should rely on a coin flip (laughs) i absolutely don't disagree with you that the only way that i would do it is that way is having getting beat having been beaten then you lose that opportunity maybe against that team but that's that's it that's the only way. So uh, you are you are the home team until you get beat. The biggest game of your season, which well, is that if necessary game. Well, it's 
Don't lose. Don't have to lose Chris, twice. Or, take care of business beforehand. <laughs> I don't want you to. Well, it's it, it's kind of you know the question then becomes where are the advantages? What advantages do you have? And I think that's the gray area, and I think that's the big question mark because no travel. What, what Chris is talking about the advantage is hosting, and you're the home team until you lose. Um, what most talking about in a traditional series like a you know like you see in the world you get series, two of three at home. You 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 have the yeah that extra odd number is your you get the home field advantage. Um, so I guess that's the question. Where does the advantage lie? And I guess I just feel like if who, you're the home team, the home you're team. the home team. <laughs> that if we, if my logo's on the field, by God, I'm hitting last. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And and I'm wearing I'm picking what uniform and <laughs> and yeah, but mo- most importantly, I'm batting last. Well, and the in SEC tournament. How is Tennessee not the home team in the, in championship, the championship game? Now that that I, I totally agree with. I, I think <laughs> in conference tournaments like that, the top seed, the higher seed, should always be the home team. Why they should else? always get the choice? I mean, other other than <laughs> who's going to who's going to choose to hit first? There are, yeah. now, I've, I've, that said, I've seen it. I've seen it. So <laughs> I'm just saying because you want to get out there and jump on them. But mm, you better jump on them. That's like receipt. That's like receiving in the instead of deferring to the second half. It's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I don't know. I just think it's a little ridiculous that that Tennessee and uh, hadn't lost and wasn't the home team. But again, like you said, JP, there's no rhyme or reason because LSU and Southern Miss, mm-hmm. you know, Southern Miss, the host team, and LSU hit last and one by one. So. You know, uh, scored four runs in the bottom of the ninth, by the way, to win that game, and then, or to tie the game, and then one in the bottom of the tenth to win it seven to six. So, if you don't think it matters, ask Southern Miss. Oh, Arkansas, Oklahoma <laughs> State last night. I mean, similar fashion. Texas A&M, TCU. Oh, I mean, Georgia Tech, Texas Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it, it matters. They and had Georgia the Tech, winning run at the plate. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> in the bottom of the ninth. Uh-huh. Anyway. And, and to Chris Lee's point that you know no lead is safe in this, it, not in this not tournament. in college, not in college baseball at any so, point. So so it matters. So it is a befuddling question to try to understand who's home and why. Why? And every year I ask that question because I look at I try to think. Okay, well this team is undefeated, therefore you know maybe they're the visitor. But there's I literally think after that first day, after that first round. I think it's a coin flip. Now, if you play that team again, you flip-flop from where you were the previous time you played them. But the first time you play them after the first round, I think it's a coin flip. See, like last night, Vanderbilt was the home team against Oregon State, but Oregon State was the undefeated team on their home field. Because Oregon State was going to be the home team today, Mm -hmm. and I guess they had to flip it. It's ridiculous. Anyway, nonetheless, let's take a break because we are – Way past time. We need to talk a little bit about the Braves and their first sweep of the year. So we'll do that on the other side. Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joints back after this.